The Fend, brought to you by George's Fine Meats in Cherrybrook. Hello and welcome to The Fend. This is episode 13. Who said... We wouldn't make it. Here we are, Jimmy Jack, alongside myself, Adam Hawes. Episode 13, Jimmy. Yeah, unlucky for some, but for us, it's a great number. 13, 13 and never look better. Yes, uh, and, and we're a week out from the finals. It's very exciting times. How was your weekend? Yeah, great weekend, mate. Just around with the weather warming up and it's uh, great weather uh, to get out there and mow the lawn and do the edges. And it was a good weekend, mate. How about yourself? A little bit tense. Yeah, I took the daughter for a driving Lesson. Well, that's always tense. Yeah, I thought watching Parramatta was a tense experience. <laughs> it has nothing on taking your 16-year-old for a drive around suburbia. You, you know, when you pump those imaginary brakes and you, yeah. you let out little muttered swear words and yeah. it was quite... You didn't uh, come over this way, did you? <laughs> you know about it. <laughs> a little some, cold as I get the front. You come up here, be okay. No, you would have had some panel damage on your car. Oh, yeah. But we got through it. Very and, good. Uh, she's getting better and better all the time. I digress, though. Let's talk some footy. Um, thank you for joining us here on The Fend. Uh, if you want to get in touch with us, you can do so via Twitter at TheFendHJ or on email, TheFendHJ at gmail.com. We love hearing from you. You can also find us on all the major social media sites. We're going to talk about the key games of the final round of the preliminary season, round 20, very shortly. Plus, we'll talk about the bunker. Can you believe what's going on? Are they, are they using a dartboard? Uh, coaches sprays. We're going to talk about that. And leave Parramatta alone. Too much negativity for a side inside the top four. Everyone can just back off. We're going to talk about that. But let's start. <laughs> what are you laughing at? No one's going to back off, mate. Yeah. They're in the top four and they're, yeah. and they're lucky to be there. Well, you won't be laughing uh, come Saturday night when we pump your Tigers. Uh, Mitchell Orbison, let's start on a positive. 303 games yeah. in first grade. The most capped rooster. When he ran down the race there at the SCG... With all the Roosters teammates chap, yeah. uh, clapping him on as he went onto the playing surface, I felt a little lump in the throat. Yeah. I had to question myself. I thought, this is a rooster. Yeah. How can you be emotional about this? No, but he is a champion. It was, it was a great moment for the club and for the game uh, and for Mitch Orbison and, and, his, and his family too. You know, 303 games, wow. You know, all the players that have been there in the history of the game come out of the Roosters. You know, Minocello, 302. Rickardson, 301. I mean, he's the most capped player, so... It takes a lot of preparation, a lot of time, a lot of sacrifice to get to that effort, to that to that level of play. And, you know, he, he's a great clubman. He's not your outstanding player like maybe Minocello, but he's a great clubman. He always gives you that that 100% every week. And that 100% every week is going to, you know, it's going to win, win you a lot of games. And, you know, you can put him anywhere. And uh, it's a real testament to him as a player how how he's fitted into, into the into the team, into their profile, and um, he's kept performing. He kept turning up year after year, and it's a great effort for him to, to have this new record. And three premierships Correct. along the way for Robertson chasing a fourth. What a career he has had. He's not done yet either. Now, the Panthers, they sealed their first minor premiership since 2003 with a uh, comfortable win over the North Queensland Cowboys. Um, I really enjoyed seeing the scenes after the game. They really made the most of being named minor premiers. It's, it's an honour that has some sometimes gone under the radar. It's all about the grand final. But more and more, especially with the Roosters and the Storm, we're seeing teams embrace the yeah. tag of being the first past the post. And you saw the, the Panthers cracking open the beers. 
it's a real achievement. Yeah, it is. It's a great achievement. It does get a bit underplayed here in Australia. It used to be the most important thing, but obviously grand final wins is now more probably a bit more important. But you've got to enjoy the journey, and the journey is with being minor premiership and uh, getting two bites at the cherry there. Um, consistency, they've won, what, uh, 15 games in a row? 14. 14 sorry, 14 going for 15 this weekend. Yeah, so... That's a remarkable achievement uh, by the Penny Panthers. Uh, they also were minor premiers back in 2003, where they did win the competition. So there's a lot of synergy between what they did in 2003 and also uh, Johnny Lang and his son were the combination there at, at Penrith in 03, and Ivan Cleary and Nathan Cleary in, in 2020. So uh, they had some beers. You know, gee whiz, in my day, if we went, well, I never won a minor premiership, but we'd have had a few beers if, if we'd have got there, cracked over the champers. But um, it's a great achievement, and not many teams get to carry that JJ Gilton and Shield around um, on grand final day. So they've only won the minor premiership twice prior to the, uh, sorry, 1991 yes. minor premiers. They won the comp. 2003 yes. minor premiers, they won the comp. So there's plenty of good omens. Also, uh, this year, the Roosters, they're defending premiers, 2003. The Roosters were defending premiers. Oh, were they? So there's a lot of similarities. I think it's a similar sort of squad. They're young with a couple of hardheads. They play a really enthusiastic brand. They like to use the footy. They certainly did that in 03. And that was a, wasn't that a grand final for yeah, the that, that one? That was a great one. Yeah, they played well that day, very well. Some great tackles and some great match winners there by young Scott Sattler. Yep, uh, Luke Pritt is having a storming game in the number nine. Uh, you mentioned beers in the dressing room. Oh, look, I thought that was a great sight because. It's rarer than Bigfoot these days trying to find a beer in the dressing room. It's all about rehydration and doesn't happen. Yeah, but what about when you played? Did did you did you and Ciro yeah. crack open a few? Certainly, Junior Pierce wouldn't have. No, Junior would. No, he was always the benchmark. Junior. No, we we had the we had the Coca Cola and the and the beers were there, but the beers always come out after a couple. Of, you'd have a couple of cokes after the game or a staminade. Um, I did notice that uh, as we got towards, I came back from England in '95. Certainly, the beers were gone in '95 when when uh, when Junior was there as the coach. Um, but just that evolution from part timers to semi professional to be, becoming professional in, in 1995. The beers were on the outer. It's more that rehydration, as you said there earlier. But you know, you've got to enjoy the moment. And if you do enjoy a beer, then you, you've got to sit back and reflect what you've done. So I think it's important for the team to to say, yeah, we've done what we've done. But then once you've acknowledged it, to move on. I'm not so sure how this podcast is going because uh, Rupert, your pug, is snoring. <laughs> is it? If you can hear that, <laughs> it's not good. It's not a good sign. We're going to make him a superstar, I think, Rupert. Yeah. He's had a little catnap everywhere. Uh, now, one of the other uh, favourite moments of mine over the weekend was the Cameron Smith-Craig Bellamy banter. We'll talk more about that a little later on. I thought that was uh, fantastic. It's fantastic, yeah. yeah. But let's have a look at this huge final round because that is what everyone is talking about. I'm going to go through the key matchups, and there's a lot this weekend. There's only two really dead games that don't mean much. Uh, Brisbane, North Queensland. This is, you'd think, well, yeah, normally it's a great game. The local derby up there, they, they have put on some spectacular games over the years, but not so much this year. There's no interest apart from this is Broncos' last chance to avoid the spoon. Gold Coast are hosting Newcastle. Can the Titans pinch ninth place off your Tigers? A lot of interest in that one. Plus Newcastle are trying to nail down their home final. Roosters Rabbitohs, another big local derby. Uh, Bulldogs Panthers, Dogs will need to win that to avoid the spoon. Raiders Sharks, Raiders need to win to be a chance for the top four. And then Eels Tigers, a lot of interest in this. 
Eels will know after that Raiders game whether they need to win against yep. the Tigers to make the top four. But they're going to be up against a very determined opposition because of the Benji, Marshall, Chris Lawrence mm. equation. Farewell, that's right. It'll be their, their last game for the Tigers. Um, I think the Tigers are up for it. I really think um, they can get the, get the Eels there at, uh, on, on Saturday. Um, why do you say that? Do you want me to just run you through the Bankwest record between these two teams? Yeah. I, three I, games, three wins, I Parramatta. Un, I understand. I understand. It doesn't look good, but statistics just <laughs> out the window. It counts for nothing. It's on. It's at the time, on the moment, that's the most important. I think Parramatta, yeah, they had a, had a good win last week, uh, but I think they struggle, and I think Benji will be on fire. I think the Tigers have, have been poor in recent days, and I think they will lift themselves for their two champions and give a very stellar performance. I'm a bit funny with this, the Benji farewell, because they're actually showing him the door. He, he wants to keep playing, and they're giving, <laughs> him, a big, they're giving him a big farewell. We oh. don't know exactly if he's been shown the door. He may call, he call it a day. You know, oh. there, there is an opportunity for him to go elsewhere, so we don't know. So the door is always open. Perhaps the Tigers might change their mind and say, come back, Benji. You know, they might say, come back. He's uh, been in great ball-playing form at the moment. Oh. Eels need to watch that. So what do you do this weekend? There's two games uh, on a Sunday, Penrith. A take on the Bulldogs and Melbourne take on the Dragons. Do you those two teams can't move? Doesn't matter what happens. Penrith and Melbourne, they're first mm. and second. Do you rest players if you're Craig Bellamy and Ivan Cleary? No, no. Everyone plays. Everyone plays. If they're going to rest them, they should have rested last week. Everyone plays this week because from now on, it's it's four weeks through to the grand final. So we want everyone on song. There's no weeks off because you're fine with players that they'll come back that week. They come. They come back, they're not too bad, you know, or they're not that good, actually. They're better the week after. So guys that would come back this week, if they're not too good this week, it won't matter because they'll be they'll be much better for the week. Like Sonny Bill, who has improved the last two weeks. They're always better, like racehorses, second second run after a spell. Yep, okay. Yeah, I'm always a bit reluctant to see coaches uh, rest players. I do recall in Super Rugby many years ago, classic example, Bob Dwyer, the coach, rested half the Waratahs because they'd finished first. He thought, I oh, will give them a freshen up before the finals. They got beaten by the Crusaders in the last game before the finals, 96 <laughs> to 19. Wow. And they never recovered. They got yeah, smashing semis. Yeah. So it's a really dangerous. It's a dangerous. Time. Yeah. And these guys, you know, obviously Bellamy and obviously Cleary, they're very smart coaches and and um, Trent Robinson as well. They will know they're, they're just sort of peaking, peaking, peaking. They're right. They're right to go from now on. They'll just lock it in for the next four weeks. Their best performance. Okay. The other interesting point from this weekend: if you're a Souths player or a Parramatta player, do you watch the preceding game, which has implications for your match, or do you at least get informed about what's happening? What I'm talking about here is Souths. If Newcastle beat the Titans, then Souths are stuck in seventh. They can't go anywhere. Yeah. If they lose to the Titans, they need to win. Do you go and tell the Rabbitohs, "Hey, Newcastle have lost." You need to win this. And conversely for Parramatta, the same for Parramatta. If the Raiders win over, um, who are they playing? Cronulla. Yeah. If they win that one, Parramatta has to beat the Tigers. Do you yeah. tell them, you have to win this? Yeah, well, I just keep it simple. It's too confusing what you just told me, but I just keep it simple. All you can control is your own team's, your own performance, your own team's has to win. Uh, whether they win 2-0 or they win 1-0, doesn't matter. Eels just have to win this weekend. The rest will look after itself. All you can control is your team. So that's my mindset without worrying about whatever else could happen. We've got to win and nothing else matters comes into the equation. All right, so if I'm at Bankwest Stadium Saturday night yep. and they haven't told the Eels players and they're behind against your Tigers, the whole stadium will know if the Raiders won that game against the Sharks. Someone could just yell out, hey, boys, 
The you Raiders need... won. Pull your fingers out. <laughs> you need to win. That's right. That, that, yeah. Well, well, that could, but that could work the opposite effect too, because it could put more pressure on Parramatta if they are behind, knowing that they had to win to secure that fourth spot. So it could work the other way. Because let's face it, besides last weekend, the last couple of weeks at Parramatta haven't been too much to, to crow about. Pardon the pun. Um, they haven't scored many points. You know, uh, the milking days oh, are gone, so they're them, struggling, yeah. and they had an okay win last week. So. You know, points are going to be hard to come by. Okay. Also, a lot of interest in the uh, wooden spoon battle. We're going to come back to that Ooh, later. We're going to come back to that later. But I'm going to pick you up on what you just dribbled about there and about <laughs> Parramatta. They are in the top four. They have a 14 and five record. That that's a very good season by any standards. And the Eels don't have the origin or test players that say the Roosters or Storm do. We should actually be hailing. Paramount. I know I'm biased, but it's it's been a great performance. Sure, they've plateaued a little bit, but I can't believe the negativity around the Eels at the moment. I think look, they've had they have had a very good season, and mainly on the on the back of uh, Clint. Robinson, uh, Clint, Clint Gutherson, Gutherson, sorry, <laughs> at fullback, and Marcus Sivo. I mean, that's just fantastic what they've done. He's he's the number one returner in the game, is Gutho. He's got like 1,449 metres, more than any other fullback in the game. He has been the springboard for their launching of their attacks. And then on the back, Marcus Sivo comes into play. So, I mean... Their success has really come on that that running game of Gutherson, who has really excelled this year as a player. So, if I'm if I'm the Tigers and I'm playing Parramatta next weekend, every kick I make sure I find the touchline and we walk to a scrum. I don't care. We don't kick it to the fullback. We don't kick it to Sevo. We find the scrum. We walk to the scrum and we play from there. You negate his running game, then you're a huge chance to win the game. Yeah, he was hobbling a little bit at the end of that game against the Broncos, Gutherson, and my heart skipped a beat because I thought if he if he's ruled out, yeah. oh, oh. Yeah, that's just a massive hole in the side because he he, com- he competes every play. Yeah. He's 100%, 110%. Yeah. 110%, yeah. And he, he, he does have skills to set up play oh, as well. It's yeah. not just it's mm. not he's not just wholehearted, he's a very no. skillful player and he's scored two tries against the Broncos. He's just central to everything Paramount does. Two tries and set up another one. I think he made about four busts on the weekend as well. His play has, I'll give him credit, it's gone to another level this year. I really didn't think he could go, but he's gone to another level. He is in that top, you know, top three fullbacks in the game these days. You know, obviously Tedesco, uh, Ponga's up there and he's up there as well. With his run metres, he's a very dangerous, and his catch and pass this year has been oh, sublime what he's done with it. So full credit to him. He's worked hard. And he deserves the accolades. Yeah, they, they found a little bit of rhythm against the Broncos. It wasn't the perfect performance. Hopefully against the Tigers. I think it's a really good setup pre-finals for the Parramatta. They go up against the Tigers side. will have plenty of motivation themselves. It'll be a good hit out. Yeah. And I think that's the perfect lead into the semis. Yeah. And uh, hopefully they find a bit more rhythm and attack. Hopefully Mitchell Moses can yeah. can find a find yeah. a bit of space and uh, do his thing. Yeah, that's right. He, he, and he also is key to the success on the weekend against his old his old team. He was there four or five years. He knows all, all the West Tigers boys, so he must play well. Uh, I'm sure he will. You know, he's been a bit quiet last couple of weeks, but I'm sure he'll step up at home. But mind you, Parramatta have had a lot of their games too at Bankwest Stadium, which is a huge advantage. Um, we, we had such a fourteen and five record. You're telling me there, but yeah, playing at home, yeah, we played the. There's what, no crowds though. No, there's no crowd, but still an advantage though. It's still a, no, there's there's no crowd there, but it still gives that home ground advantage. Yeah. Anyway, I just 
I, I just been uh, shaking my head a little bit. The Souths get beaten by the last place Bulldogs, and it's just described as a bit of a hiccup. Whereas Parramatta win by 14 against the Broncos, and, oh, that's not good enough. That's they're going to get smashed. The Roosters will eat them up. You know, Melbourne's too good for them. Yeah. You know, make, it makes it sound like the worst team since West in '99. No, 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 no. They're a better side than the Canterbury Bulldogs, that's for sure. But yeah, Canterbury. They worked out. Canterbury's only got so much ability in their side, and they haven't. There's not too many stars here, so they've really got to struggle. They, they, they struggle to get a win. But Parramatta have got plenty of talent right across the park. It's just a matter of harnessing all that talent together. That's the the yeah. That's what that's the forty nine million dollar question. You've got to get it all together because there's no doubt the talent's there. Yeah, that was a, a great win also by Canterbury. We should mention that over hmm. the Rabbitohs twenty six sixteen. Uh, brilliant stuff. And well deserved by Steve Georgialis, the interim coach, and Josh Jackson in his two hundredth game. Thoroughly deserved. Yeah, and how good is that? Steve George Steve Georgialis up in the in the referee the coach's box when they won. He was so happy, smiling. You know, that, that's what footy's all about. He might, have, he might have been in the referee's box after that Jackson <laughs> Paulo try. He had a foot in the grandstand and they gave it a try to the South Wing. Oh, that was terrible. That was, oh, what a, that was look, terrible. we love referees. Some of, some of our closest friends are referees, but honestly, what's no, going on? I, look, I hope they get all these blunders out of the system now yeah. before the big games. Yeah. The, you can't be ruling a try in the grand final without checking the bunker to see if someone's foot's not over the sideline. I mean, that was monumental blunder on the weekend, let alone some of the tackles that got away, the hip the hip, bump, hip, hoss tackle, whatever it was, hip bump <laughs> tackle, hip hop, hip, hip hop from, uh, from the Parramatta player there. That was, you know, that was a good clean Junior tackle. Polo, yeah. Junior Paulo, yeah. Junior Paulo. What was he meant to do there? He, well, he's tackling David Fafita, a 125-kilo wrecking ball. Yes. You've got to do whatever you can, bar take his head off, to bring Correct. him to the ground. And you're also 115 kilos yourself. So when you're tangling with each other and wrestling with each other to try and get him on the ground, of course you're going to find yourself in difficult or different situations. And he's, he's tackled him, he's, he's fallen down, he's put pressure on his, on his foot. It was just an accident. You know, he should never have been... Um, yeah, on report, but on he, report had, well, he actually got charged. Yeah, uh, but you know, took the with an early plea, plea he'll he'll play uh, against the Tigers. Um, so, and that wasn't the only one too. There was another one there. Well, there was in that game. Blake Ferguson scored a fair try, which got called back by referee Henry Perinara for a, a knock on that just didn't didn't happen. They're, yeah. they're looking for things that aren't there. The referees, to his credit, Perinara admitted, "I got that wrong. It's on yeah. me. I'm sorry." You know, we all make mistakes, so you've, you've got to give, you, cut him some slack. Do you think there, Adam, there might be a little voice in their ear just telling them from the bunker what's going on and maybe they're overanalyzing the game too much? Yeah, well, I think that happened with Paulo. Yeah. 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 I think that happened with the Paulo case. Uh, and certainly with, with Lachlan Lewis too, when, when he got smashed uh, in, in that game as well. By Jaden Sewell. By Jaden Sewell. That was a massive hit. You know, he should not have been uh, put on report for that tackle. That was just a great tackle. Someone running with the ball hit someone running in defense. He, he's hit him with his shoulder uh, around the chest and... It's, it, it, when his head hit the ground, that's what caused the that's trouble. The damage. That's damage. Yeah. That was not so much the tackle; it was when his head hit the ground. It should have been. It should have been fine and play on. There is so much for the defender to think of now. Yeah. Coming into a tackle. Yeah. There that's is right. so much to think of. The cr- can't do a crusher, chicken wings, yep. hip drops, hip, hip drop. You, it's just the checklist is a, a meter duty long. of care. That's also thrown in. As and you're, well. talk, you're talking about a player running at you yeah. <laughs> at light speed, and you've got to make. The right a split second. Yeah, it's it's yeah, yeah. And, it, and if you if it hap- if you get two in the one game, you could be off. Mm. If you had two two reported cases, you could be off and and possibly mix miss the semi final. So it's a it's a fine line they tread with these tackles, the referees, and they need to make sure they uh, get it right. And apparently there is a search party at Geo Stadium in Canberra because Ricky Stewart lost his water bottle. 
<laughs> Did he really? Yeah. Where'd it go? Last seen flying out of a window. <laughs> well, maybe they should put Ricky on the sideline from going forward so he can't... Th- if he throws, it'll go onto the field next time because he could have decapitated someone when he threw that bottle. I saw the ferocity he threw it out. He could have knocked someone out. Is he going to get cited or suspended for throwing the water bottle? I wouldn't dare. <laughs> could you imagine? <laughs> Just he, imagine he ripped in after the game. Uh, Graham Annesley, planets apart, they are, yes, on yes. their rugby league philosophy. So I'd hate to be Graham ringing uh, Ricky today yeah. saying, listen, we're going to fine you for throwing a water bottle. That yeah, would not go down well. There's a bloke who, who would give plenty of sprays is, uh, is sticky. Um, I've, heard, I've heard a couple of sprays, and uh, he's one of the best when he goes off. Yeah, he sure is. And look, he had every right. Jack White was sin-binned. He was onside. Yeah, he's he just onside. got off the line quickly. <laughs> he's onside, but he gets sin-binned for being offside. Please, get it right. Another cranky coach, Dean Young, and he had every right to be filthy with his oh. St. George Illawarra Dragons. The Red V, such an icon in rugby league. They they were a disgrace in that first half in particular against Newcastle. I thought they were half a chance here. I thought with a new coach coming in, Anthony Griffin is looking to assemble his squad for next year. You would think the Dragons amongst themselves would say, hey, let's put in a big game to finish. Mm. They've got next week, of course, but let's 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 find some form so this new coach wants us around Cogra in 2021. Yeah. Instead, they'd served up that tripe and they were down 30 to six at halftime. They're a debacle. They are a, are a basket case in Georgia, Lawara. They were terrible. I think it was their worst game of the weekend, um, the way they played. It was just, uh, as a coach, it's a coach killer. They really thought that they were a, a good chance, but it uh, it just fell apart. And, you know, um, and they had, Dean Young said, obviously, that, that um, they wouldn't beat Dapto. Now, let me tell you, I played against <laughs> Dapto. And Dapto were a pretty fair sign. You know, they had Brian Johnson, Steve Morris, Teddy Goodwin. They're all former Dapto players. Um, don't underestimate Dapto. I think they're a, it's a pretty hard task, you know, what uh, he said. But I think, um, I think they go okay. And their mascot is? Cedric. Cedric the Canary. So the Dapto Canaries. Canaries, Would yes. you be shaking in your boots playing against the Canaries? <laughs> <laughs> no. Who came up with the canaries? No, must be, right. Is that canaries in the mine? I, I, think, mine? I think it's because there's near Wongawilly mine up there yeah. somewhere, and all the canaries where there's plenty twitting around. But now they're not. A, we were the mighty red devils. We were ferocious, but the little canaries now they wouldn't put a flutter in your heart. No, no. no. But that's some good players. Had to watch them. Yeah. Mm. Okay. Well, uh, Dean Young might need to call them back because. <laughs> Yeah, oh, I think he needs to make a, some changes there for that last game. He may as well. He's yeah. not going to be there next year. He's not going to be there next year, yeah, yeah. So, absolutely. Uh, speaking of sprays, um, did you – you must have copped one. Did you have a, a shocker than the coach uh, pulled you up after the game? Oh. What about the walk, Warren Ryan? He must have had a Oh, crack. the walk – look, the walk – yeah, the walk was probably the best of going off uh, like a like – a, yeah, he had full, full reason to go off the walk when he did. Uh, he never actually sprayed me. He'd sort of pull you aside and maybe just give you a look and say something to you. You know, a lot of good stuff that coaches do these days, especially Warren, old school, he'd, you know, he'd just make some comment and you just knew you'd done the wrong thing. Uh, but on the most part, he was, he was pretty cool with me. I copped a grilling from the walk once. Did you? Yeah, as a young journo. What did you do? Uh, I just rang him when he got the job at Newcastle. Remember that? 1999-2000. He'd just been appointed and I thought I'd ring him. He hates never, the press. Hates the press. Yeah, as I was to find out. Yeah, never dealt with him before. It was the off-season. I thought he'd be in a good mood. He was sort of going okay, although he did give me a warning. He said, you are on trial with me, son. Hmm. It was terse, but I pushed through. And then it was going well until I said, you have a reputation as a defensive coach. And he hit the roof. He hated that expression. He said, I've been brainwashed by other journalists before me into um, accusing him of 
shackling his players. Remember, Steve Mortimer was always said mm. to be shackled by the walk. Yep. And uh, he gave me an absolute roasting down the line. Well, the walk. Well, one occasion did come to comes to mind. Uh, we were train of a Saturday morning, and at those days, we're talking uh, 1989-90, I would bring my son, little Kieran, who's two. I take him to uh, Reese wasn't even born then. Take him to Leichhardt Oval, and Wimpy would look after him over in the well, give him a sausage sandwich, and look after him. So we turn up there one day, and uh, I'm just taking Kieran. He's holding him by the hand. He's, he's in the in the dressing room there together, and walk walks. He says, "Jimmy, is this romper room?" Said, uh, he said, is this romper room or something? Like, what are you doing? I said, I'm here with, with my son. Well, you can't. He's got to go. I said, well, he's just going out the door now, mate. So so he made his point in front of the whole team about you know, bringing your child to, to the footy. He didn't like kids hanging around the, the dressing shed. Um, subsequently, I probably never took Kieran again, and I copped so much flack from particularly Steve O'Brien, who thought it was hilarious, Jimmy, about romper room, um, that uh, I never took him back there. Yeah, no wonder he went and played AFL after that from the walk. <laughs> okay, the Sharkies. They're, they're belly up, aren't they? Sean Johnson. Yeah. Geez, that was a horrible thing to watch, wasn't it? Sean yeah. Johnson Sniper. giving his all, giving his all against the Roosters and just went down, no one near him. Yep. You knew straight away. It was Achilles, yep. a ruptured Achilles. Yeah, yep. the sniper in the crowd, someone took him out. You could see that someone shot him in the Achilles. And Trent all- Robinson. <laughs> probably was him. Um, and, you know, we lead the, the game with try assists, something like 21 or 22 try assists. They can't win the competition now with with uh, Sean Johnson out. Um, it's very sad to see um, the way – and he could be out for you know, six to 12 months. Have you ever seen anyone happier after rupturing their Achilles? Did you see him come off the field? Yeah, he was high-fiving, wasn't he? High-fiving, thumbs, thumbs up. up. Did they give him that green whistle? Maybe that's the... Is it the pethidine? I, that... I don't think they had, but yeah, he was. He was high-fiving everyone. Maybe you, he was happy to get out of there. The Roosters were on a roll. <laughs> he, he was glad. His season was finished. He'd finished. That was it. So he, Out of the bubble. Yeah, he's out exactly probably why he's celebrating. Yeah, we have a couple of uh, VBs after the game, but he was very, very happy for a bloke who did his Achilles. Yeah, I can't see the Sharks going further than week one. No disrespect, but he has been uh, central to everything they do. Sean Johnson, the leading try assist. Try assist, yeah, yeah, absolutely. 21-22. A scandal over the weekend. Josh Papali charged with hair pulling. Torhu Harris's (laughs) mop of hair was given a tug on the weekend. Mm. By Papali, uh, he faces a $700 fine. For pulling the hair. Yeah. Gee whiz, in my day, we had Kerry Hemsley there, Kevin Hardwick. I mean, hair pulling was every tackle and back back in the 80s. So how would they react? How would Big Kerry he just, react to that? Uh, he, just, well, he wouldn't react. He'd just do nothing because if he did, he knew he was going to cop it again. So these days, not only have they got the long hair, they've got the bun, the man bun on top as well. So maybe he just tried to undo the bun, is Papali, or when he was pulling it out there. But... Uh, it was a common occurrence every week, and uh, you just had to cop it. But what did the referees do about it? Oh, in those days, nothing. You want to grow your hair long, you cop the consequences. So do you think that should apply now? Uh, yeah, I do. If you have long hair, that's just part of the game. Part of the game, yeah. Fancy being on report for hair pulling. Seriously? What's it like in the schoolyard or something? Come on. Come on. <laughs> uh, well, I don't think, was Dorho Harris complaining? Probably not. It was just the... The yeah. over, overzealous referees yeah. and official. Uh, I think he'd obviously provoked the big bear. He provoked him. He'd poked the bear, as they say, and he was just looking to get hold of him so he could slam him into the ground. And uh, he grabbed him by the hair. But uh, anything's fair game. <laughs> so remember big Jeff Robinson. He had flowing locks. You wouldn't have pulled his hair. Yeah, he wouldn't pull his beard. You wouldn't pull any of Robbo. He had hair everywhere. Um, oh. Yeah, he, he would have caught plenty too, but that's just how it was, mate. You just had to get on with it. 
Okay, as we mentioned, uh, this is sponsored by George's Fine Meats, Cherrybrook, episode 13 of The Fend. Oh, we're, we're the tenderness and flavour not seen in any other Wagyu. Like it's on, on the market, it's the best eating Wagyu in the world. George's Meats celebrate 30 years of service, consistency and quality. It's commitment to its community. 10% off your next order with the password. And we will make the password Bankwest. Oh, Big game at Bankwest. That's a great password. Well, it yeah. is the Tiger's home game. The jungle. Our jungle? Is that what you try and call it? No, I just like out oval. How about that? How about we change the password to like out oval? Well, they're not playing there. But it's our home game. It's not your home game. All right. You want to change the password? This is controversial. This has never happened in 30 episodes. We're going to like out, okay? <laughs> It is now Leichhardt. Laurie, Leichhardt. Fantastic. We'll still pay on a bank west, though. If, if we'll Wayne. pay on both. And Wayne has told me that he's had a lot of people go to the counter and mention the password. Last week's password was Laurie. So it's, it's certainly had a great response in the community. And that's what George's fine meets in Cherrybrook in Sydney, just to clar- clarify there, mate. Yeah. Okay. All right. And that's another, so that's another Tigers-linked password. You had Laurie last week, Leichhardt this week. So well, next I, week it's going to you be... You can have the next one. Yeah. Okay. All right. Uh, now, another great sight over the weekend was Cameron Smith and Craig Bellamy, Sunshine Coast Stadium. They were giving it to your Tigers. Oh. Uh, but, but, but we won't digress on that. But no. what we will say is yeah. Cameron Smith scored a try, took him past Craig Bellamy's tally from his days at the Raiders. Yeah. And he, he had a lot of fun with it, Smith. He was looking up at Bellamy in the box and he was giving it to him. And Bellamy came back with the one-fingered salute, which was caught on cameras. It just went viral. Very funny stuff. He apologised later, Bellamy, if he offended anyone. Thankfully, he hasn't been censured for that because it was all in good fun. Great to see some personality, a bit of character, and we should see more of it. Yeah, it was great. Look, they've had a great relationship. He's coached him all his entire time. What's that, 18 years he's coaching. Mm. There's not too many players that coach never been coached by the one coach for 18 years. So really, they're a bit like mates. You know, might be coach, player, but they're, they're like very good mates. And it was it was a great, great sign of respect. Mind you, he did go past his record of 46 tries, did Cameron Smith. It's taken him 428 <laughs> games to get to 46 <laughs> tries. I think Bellamy got there in about 150 games. So he can't be bragging too much about yeah, but breaking Bellamy, his record. Well, Bellamy did play in the backs. Come on. Yeah, he did play in the back, so I agree. And he played in a pretty fair back line, too, at the same time. But, you know. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, as Bellamy pointed out, it was an ugly try. Oh, yeah. It was a shocker. I didn't know if it was a knock on or a knock back. Or, yeah, he was quite happy to uh, to get the try. And he's, he's such a great player, Cameron Smith. He um, takes every. He wouldn't have ran. He probably He's probably only good for 10 metres at his best, and then he's passing. So to run five metres for a try, he was all over it. Yeah, 50 points to 22, the storm oh. over the Tigers. Hey, new category this week, funniest tweet of the weekend. Funniest tweet of the weekend. You know who wins it this week? No, no I'm going, I know I'm going to find out who. Me. You. Me. <laughs> because you tweeted, here come the Tigers. <laughs> when they scored a couple of tries, you got excited, probably yeah. jumping up and down in your lounge room. Yeah, I did. And they just got steamed. Well, well it's, normally, it's normally 20 nil, Adam, before they actually strike a blow for the team. On the weekend, it was 12-0, and we actually scored a try at 12-0. So I thought, hallelujah, we're coming, we're coming a little bit early tonight. We're going to strike a blow for the, for the team. And we really thought, I said to the missus, I said, we're going to win this tonight. 12-0, we've scored a try, 12-6, we're going to win this. Had you been drinking? I had had a couple of beers. 
<laughs> but you know, the, it was uh, it couldn't be further from the truth. The Tigers absolutely you know, smashed for the rest of the game. Any time when you when the, the opposition side scores fifty, you know it's going to be a bad day. Yeah, well, let's hope that continues uh, on the There's weekend. There's no way. Thank Do you want to back Parramatta to score fifty this weekend? I'll bet you they don't score fifty this weekend. Well, you still owe me for the other week. I thought we squared you up for that. You gave me 30-point start against the Panthers. I gave you 20, and then... then... Well, either way, you haven't coughed <laughs> you up. You won by 20. No surprise. Hey? So the Tigers, very disappointing. David Norfoluma, 17 tries, so he's the leading try scorer. And the club, Benji Marshall, still he's fourth on try assists. He's also uh, fourth on line break assists as well, on 16 line break assists. So Marshall, they've really got to reconsider their position. They need someone who can unlock defences. Brooks can't unlock defences. Josh Reynolds can't unlock defences. Benji can. So you've got to put him in there somewhere for your defence, for your attack for next year and get some defensive blokes around him to help him because that's what he's good at, is scoring tries. It might be a convenience thing. He's off contract. The other guys aren't. And they're on too much money. Yeah, okay. Which which, which is rough. Because... Well, that, they need to offload some of these blokes. Yeah. They need to offload Packer. They need to offload Reynolds. They need to offload the, the blokes. They've, they've bought the club. They've got another couple of years to run, you know, just because it frees up half of their money if they can subsidise it elsewhere. They've really got to get smart about this if they want to build a side for for next year because, you know, they're not going to finish ninth this year. They're going to finish 11th maybe or even worse than that. So, and Harry Grant, they've got to look at Harry Grant, you know, a player or, or Brandon Smith, something like that, yeah. if that player's become available to add to their roster. Um, you know, well, it's disappointing. Yeah. They got they got towed up up the middle by Nelson Solomona and Big Tino. They destroyed us up the middle. Tino who? Tino. I uh, tried. You know, they're big Tino. And it. the Brummies brother, they were sensational too. Uh, what about the Storm? Are they, should they be worrying a little? That's two weeks running. They've conceded four tries against teams that won't be in the finals, Cowboys and Tigers. Uh, no. a, a little, a no. few chinks in the armour? No, I wouldn't worry about it. I know you'll be upset about it, but I wouldn't worry about it. You could tell the way they played on the weekend. They play a style of footy that the Roosters don't play, uh, that Penrith don't play. Those sides, they play a very very uh, wide, very strategic game of footy, and you can see how they isolate players and, and take them out and put them under pressure and score points. They've got the strike power on the edges. Um, he just gets Craig Bellamy just gets the best out of his out of whatever talent he's got across the park. They're they're they're, they're probably better than last year. I think uh, are the Storm. There was something that bugged me over the weekend. Uh, Sam Burgess hinted that he mm. might play again in twenty twenty one as a league lover. My thought was, that's great, a champion coming back into the game, but you're shaking your head at me, and everyone else seemed to be shaking their head. And everyone's saying why it shouldn't happen, i.e., you know, he was medically retired, there's salary cap implications. Yeah, I understand all that, but if his body has made a miraculous recovery and he believes he can play again, we should be finding ways to get him back into the game. This is a guy, who, he's a legend for South Sydney. His efforts in that 2014 grand final win over Canterbury, where he had a fractured cheekbone in the yep. first minute, yep. that puts him up there with John Sattler. It's going to be a story spoken about for years to come. If he's saying, oh, you know, I reckon I can play in 2021, shouldn't we all be going, let's make it happen? We'll work out all the salary cap stuff, but you, let's you, find you, a way. You can't have it both ways. They want it both. They want to medically discharge him so they can do it within the salary cap. And then two years later, what, he comes out of retirement and he plays again? You can't have it both ways. That's why teams can rot the salary cap and, and get away with it by medically discharging players. If he's signed the paperwork to retire, that's it. 
Maybe he can go to England and play if he wants to, but I, I doubt it. You know, he's, he's an Aussie now. But no, nah, you can't have it both ways. And, and that's really what they're trying to do. They're trying to hedge their So an absolute team. champion, a draw card, someone who would bring people through the gates. You and others are saying, too bad. Too bad you signed the paperwork. No, nah, can't play again. I, I just yeah. don't get it. I think, you know, well, be, maybe he plays for another club or something. But we have to get these guys playing in a game. I, I can't forget the Falau fiasco 2013. He wanted yeah. to come and play... For Parramatta, he'd had enough of GWS and AFL. What a farce that was. He wanted to play, come back to the NRL, but the NRL was saying, oh, look, you know, Parramatta want to sign him for this much. We won't register it until they offer him this much. And in the interim, Michael Checker and the Waratahs come in and say, hey, Izzy, you want to come play rugby? Look what he did over there. As it turns out, the NRL will probably say, we dodged the bullet because Falau has gone down a whole different path. Mm. But we, we just can't close the door on champions mm. wanting to play our game. Okay, what if... What if, okay, he can come back and play, but he doesn't play for South Sydney? He has to go to another team and play there. Okay. Like, like you know, whoever it may be, uh, yeah. he's eligible for, for that. Yeah, I'm not saying there. he has to play for South. So I'm just saying if he wants to play again, yeah, the, NRL has, the NRL has to say, okay, but you can't play for South. Yeah. Oh, that might have some merit. Yeah, I think that's not a, not a bad idea because you can't double dip and get away with it. And I, and I love watching you know, Sam Burgess play. You know, he's fantastic. Probably, you know, the best pom I've ever seen play the game. Uh, his his presence on the field is like Sonny Bill Williams. So if he can come back but maybe not go to South Sydney, then, yeah, there might be some merit in the story. Mm, plenty of clubs give are Give PVL, up. give Peter Valenz a call and tell him that's what you think we should All right, be doing. we'll get him on the line. Uh, time now for Fend at the End. Now, you heard uh, Brad Fittler, the Blues coach, on air talking about Tommy Trevojevic, who played against the Gold Coast. Wasn't that horrific from Manly at their home patch? Used to be called the Fortress. Can you believe that's a jumping castle these days? <laughs> 42-24, Manly smacking, uh, smacked by the Gold Coast, and Tommy did not have a good game. But Freddie said... Yeah. Freddie said, you're in the team. The Blues team. You're the first one picked. When I, when I saw that on, uh, on Sunday, I couldn't believe it. First one picked. You wouldn't pick him on the way he played the day before. There's no way in the world would you pick him. Um, he's coming back from what a hamstring. He's did his shoulder. He didn't have a very good game on um, on Saturday. Um, and and to think that his first one picked, he's got to go into rehab to to get himself right, which is another what four to six weeks, and then he'll be back come sort of mid October. He, he'll have played what one hour of footy in the last 16, 18 weeks. One hour of footy. How can you pick him for for New South Wales? I know he's been a great player the last couple of years, and we've won. But you've got to pick you've got to pick players on form. And if you're coming back from an injury, and I'm, I'm speaking from experience here because I broke my arm in '89, and I was out for ten weeks, and I had a couple of games. You can't go straight back into a into a team and play Origin footy, which is the hardest footy in in the country, with that one game in in, in eighteen weeks. It's just impossible. Loyalty. Loyalty, Loy- Jimmy. Loyal. I understand. Queensland did it for years. I understand. He, was, he, he played. He played such an enormous role last year, Tommy Turbo, when he was fit. When he was fit, you forget he's played all those weeks. But what if he says to Freddie, "I will be fit. Trust me." I, I still would have a lot of reservation about picking him because I know he's the incumbent centre. Him and Jack Whiten. Mate, he's coming back from a hamstring. He's, it's, I think it's the second time he's done his hammy. It's gonna, it's got to affect you as a player. Then he's done his rotator cuff on the weekend. Mate, he, I think he could be a liability for the New South Wales side. And I think Tommy's a, one of my all-time favourites. I would not pick. I'd say, sorry, mate, we can't pick you. You've got to get yourself right for next year with Manly. 
Um, so you need six months off or four, five months off to recover before, and we'll start afresh next year. I take it out of his hands and, and he doesn't have to make the decision for, for New South Wales because he'll want to play and he could let us down. Yeah, I think, look, I think you're right. I think Des Hasler should probably have a chat to Freddie and say, yeah. listen, I think it's in his best interest, best interest. to that. Because even when he was running the ball before he injured his shoulder, he didn't. He looked hesitant. He, you know, it's like after a hammy. It's, you never yeah. know if it's right. And well, he, he, he looked like a player, wasn't sure whether it was going to go on his next run. Yeah, and he chased that fella for 100 metres there and just missed him on the, on the try line there at the end. Look, I've never did a hammy, so, you know, I'm very fortunate. But I've seen players that have, you know, and Laurie Daly, he did probably three or four hammies. Rupert... He's trying, he's trying to wrap us up, Rupert. Okay, three or four times he's hammy, and he was never the same player after after his hammy injury. So he needs to look after himself to get himself right for 2021. Okay, speaking of dogs, Canterbury or Brisbane, who gets the wooden spoon? Well, the dogs aren't going to beat Penrith. So what if Penrith? What if Penrith rests their top players? Uh, they could put their six players out there and still beat the dogs. <laughs> But, uh, Did you see the dogs against South? Oh, yes. I know. Oh, I probably shouldn't have said that. I shouldn't have said that. Now, in full respect to the dogs, it's going to be tough. But no, the, okay, they're going to lose. But it's North Queensland, Queensland versus Queensland. I love that Queenslander versus Queenslander. And I think the the North can actually they've they've got to beat the big brother. And I think they will beat the big brother. And the Broncos will make it what eleven in a row and end up with a wooden spoon. They've got the worst defensive record in the competition. Um, it'll be Darius Boyd's last game for the Broncos. Um, and, you know, the way they've played this year, they deserve the wooden spoon. Oh, I'm going to go against you. I, I think they will lift for Darius Boyd. At home, hopefully a decent crowd against their rivals. Surely they send Darius off on the right note and get the win that leaves Canterbury with the wooden spoon. Yeah, well, let's, let's, let, let's see. I, I don't think so. I think that there'll be too much, you know, that with the North Queensland, I think there'll be a lot more pride in, the, in their side <laughs> the Broncos. they got nothing to play no, for. The, the Broncos Cow- have got nothing to play We've been waiting for the Broncos all year for something to happen. They've delivered nothing. So this will be another week of delivering nothing. Well, Peter Gentle, he deserves it. He's done a good job as interim coach. He hasn't won a game. So well, he's he- done a good job. He's lucky to have a job. <laughs> that is Sorry, full time for episode 13 of the Fen. Brought to you by George's Fine Meats. If you have any feedback, we'd love to hear from you. Twitter at TheFenHJ or email TheFenHJ at gmail. Dot com. Jimmy, well done. Thanks, Adam. Thanks for another exciting round of footy roundup and look forward to this final weekend of Rugby League. Yeah, thank you for listening. Stay safe and most importantly, come on, para. Go the Tigers. Yeah, yeah, Tiger. Tigers.